pretend with me that the IU football team is returning to a bowl game this winter. What must have went right for the Hoosiers to return bowling? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. You are Locked On Hoosiers, the only daily IU podcast. We are part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Big thanks wherever you guys are tuning in from for making us your first listen every day, whether Spotify, YouTube, whatever podcast platform you may use. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. I wanted to try something different today. And our friends over at Locked On Razorbacks covering Arkansas had a video talking about what if Arkansas won the SEC. So I thought I'd apply that idea to football for IU. But IU football isn't winning the Big Ten. As much as we uh, may want to dream, the scenario in which that happens, I don't even know that I could fathom. I couldn't have fathomed it happening in 2020. And I... Wouldn't be surprised if that's as close as they get in my lifetime. So I I thought I would adjust it a little bit. What must have went right for the Hoosiers to make a bowl game in 2023? Even that feels a little ambitious, but doable at the, at the end of the day. I picked three things, the three most important things that I feel must have went right for the Hoosiers to make a bowl game, certainly not the only three things, but the three most important ones. And obviously it starts in the backfield. Taven Jackson and Jalen Lucas have to be a dynamic duo for the Hoosiers. Uh, The quarterback battle technically isn't like settled. I'm just going to work under the assumption it's going to be Taven Jackson. And he comes in with some expectations, some fanfare. He's going to have to be the guy right away. If IU is going to come in and make a bowl game in his first season, that alone is going to be a tough task for a sophomore quarterback, a second-year quarterback to come in and lead a team. Uh, He'll be a redshirt freshman, actually, but a second-year quarterback nonetheless to lead a team to a bowl game in his first year under center. That's going to be a tough ask in itself. He's going to have to come in and really be the guy right away He doesn't have to be fantastic, though. He's going to have to be really good. He's going to have to do it in his first starts and in a major conference. But, I mean, there was plenty of reason for excitement. And we talked to John Garcia uh, when Taven committed to Indiana. He was being groomed as the quarterback uh, this season for Tennessee. So Tennessee clearly thought that he had something... uh, to make him the quarterback of the future before they recruited over him. And so there's reason to believe that he could be the guy for Indiana this season, but it's going to require more than Taven. Initially, I just had Taven Jackson's going to have to be the guy for the Hoosiers. If you have a, a truly great quarterback, he can do enough to carry you. You're asking a lot to for Taven to be considered a great quarterback he might have flashes he might have moments he's not going to be a great quarterback all season long somebody's going to have to help him out 
Jalen Lucas is the obvious uh, candidate for that. He's the only game changer IU has coming into this season. That might change as the season goes along, but he's the only guy you can look at and say, yeah, if the ball's in his hands, things are going to happen. IU seems to understand that the ball needs to be in his hands more this season. And how they use him is really going to dictate what type of success Indiana will have offensively. He's got to get more involved and not even just as a rusher out of the backfield. And even that he needs to do. He didn't do it nearly, nearly enough last season, 49 attempts. He only touched the ball 65 times last season. That's got to be at least double, maybe triple that. Like I, I really think the ball needs to be in his hands a lot, a lot next season. Sean Shivers led the team with 165 touches. He had a hundred more than Jalen Lucas. Nobody should have more touches in that regard than Jalen this season. And if things are going to work out well for the Hoosiers, it's because he had a huge season and he built upon a freshman season in which he looked explosive and he looked dynamic and he looked like a guy who could be a future kind of star. And so if he can build on that, you're looking at a duo in Taven and Jalen that is enough to carry IU offensively. Other things probably would have to happen. One of them we're going to talk about, but in terms of skill position players, if you have a dynamic pass catcher, rusher, and Jalen Lucas, who in this scenario takes another leap, he's going to be an All-American as a, a preseason All-American, as a returner. If he takes a leap and starts bringing that type of impact to the offense and not just special teams, and you have Taven looking like the guy, then you have a core offensively. You just need guys kind of chipping in, and there's a plenty of talent to do that. Cam Camper was more than someone just chipping in last season. He was, I think, on pace to be an all-Big Ten wide receiver before his injury. If he's like your second-best option in uh, the offense, then that's really great. Plus, you have other receivers, other running backs. Josh Henderson was really good last season. Uh, There's a lot of people who could still get involved and really add to this. But it it has to start with Taven and Jalen taking big leaps. And I mean, this is a what if scenario and I don't probably something close to best case scenario realistically is six wins for Indiana this season. It's going to take a lot. But if it does happen, you have an offense that is going to be just incredibly fun. Taven's an electric player. Jalen Lucas is an electric player. You have an offense with excitement and explosiveness. And IU hasn't had that since the COVID season under Michael Penix. And that's what it's going to require for Indiana to go bowling this season. It'd be kind of sweet in the final year of the divisions to for the, the farewell to the Big Ten East being making a bowl game. But if it, if it does happen, these two are going to be at the very center of it, I think. 
It's not the only thing that needs to go right offensively, and I'm sure anybody who has followed IU football knows what the next thing that's going to have to go right is. It's on the offense as well, and it's a very important position we did not just touch on. We'll, we'll dive into that here in a moment. want to talk about today's sponsor, though, eBay. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicles. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know if the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed as somebody that has used ebay for a long long time i absolutely love the site super easy to use super convenient and the transactions are always secure safe i've never had an uh, an issue in decades of using ebay so get the right part Get the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. Big thanks to you guys for making Lockdown Hoosiers your first listen every day. Every day or is Monday on the show. We're going to do a version of this for the basketball team, the men's team. What must go right for them to win a Big Ten title? That is, I think, conceivable for them to win a Big Ten title. So... We'll do that for the men's team. We might even do a version of it for the women's team as well. If you guys didn't see, before we dive into the next part of this, on IU Football's Instagram, they posted a video. Tom Allen obviously has these cookouts, these get-togethers during the summer. Each position group comes to his house. They have a, a party, a cookout, whatever it may be. Tom Allen was playing cornhole in this video and proceeded to hit eight straight cornholes. I not an exaggeration. They counted it out. I didn't even have to do the math and count on my fingers. They counted it out for you. Eight straight cornholes. That man might struggle with in game adjustments, but boy, can he uh, absolutely crush opposing teams at cornhole. Maybe we should just start trying to play opposing coaches at cornhole at midfield before games and that determined the winner. I, you certainly would have a much better shot at that as we see in uh, coach Allen's videos. So go look that out. If you, if you guys found it, the players were, were having some hilarious reactions to it as well. Obviously for the Hoosiers to have a turnaround of any sort this season, whether going to a bowl game or just looking competent, the offensive line has to be good. They don't have to be great, and you might even say they just have to be above average. Average is all I am realistically asking for this season because they've been nothing short of abysmal for the better part of two seasons and certainly almost all of last year. If we're talking about getting to a bowl game, then the offensive line was good at the very least. There are reasons to believe that could be true. 
If you want to look at the pros, the positives, you want to talk yourself into it, there's a ton of continuity there. And I would argue there's maybe not a better position or a position where continuity is more important than it is on the offensive line. And they have a lot of continuity. A lot of guys coming back. Not many people left from last season. So a lot of guys familiar with one another. And that does matter. You also have a new offensive line coach. Which was what everybody focused on last season. What everybody wanted changed in season. And while those changes did come. It didn't immediately lead to any difference during the season. Because that isn't how coaching offensive lines work. Bob Bostad is here now. He's the guy that uh, is going to lead this offensive line. We talked about him when he was hired. He is, he will now have had a summer and off season to work with this group. And that is where you can start to see changes, but it's still, I mean, realistically, it's still going to take time, but there should be changes apparent to the offensive line this year. You would think if there are changes, it can only go up from here, but we will see. But it's a new coach with a whole lot of guys who have been around one another. The cons. on At the same time, a lot of guys are coming back from an offensive line that was bad. Like, this is still the same group of players that have been that were bad last year and a lot of them were a part of the team that was bad in 2021 as well. So continuity is a, a good spin on things, but if it's the same group that's still struggling over and over again, you don't want bad players to continue to come back. So it's going to be a a bit of a catch 22. Is the continuity going to help Indiana or is are, are a lot of bad players returning? Is the coaching not going to matter? Are, are these guys just not good enough to play offensive line in the Big Ten? It's it's a harsh reality, but it might be the reality for this team is that they simply do not have the personnel right now to have a good offensive line. A lot is going to hinge on whether this offensive line is good or not. I don't need to reiterate things I've said for the last two seasons, but it really doesn't matter if Taven and Jalen are an incredible dynamic duo if they're running for their lives every play, if defensive lines are meeting them five yards deep in the backfield. There's nothing they can do to change that. So this offensive line has to get things right this season. Or it'll look just like the last two years, where doesn't really matter what the offensive offense does, doesn't matter who the quarterback is, he's going to take a beating, he'll probably get hurt, and the season will derail. That's the reality of what the the offense has looked like for the last two seasons. And realistically, it's hard to make quick changes to the offensive line as well. It's something I, I just kind of mentioned. You would think having an offseason to work together would lead to changes, but it, this stuff takes time. 
And especially when you're bringing back a lot of guys who are a part of the last coaching staff or, or worked under the last coach. There's just, I think, equal amounts of reasons to be optimistic and pessimistic about this offensive line. And a lot of them are connected to one another. You can spin this however you want. You can say... There's continuity, there's a new coach. You can say this group that's struggled is still around and new coaching takes time, especially with the offensive line. However you want to spin this, you can do so with this offensive line. At the end of the day, though, if IU's going to have success and going to go to a bowl game in 2023, it's because the offensive line was good. How much you believe that is possible I'll let you decide, but you can spin it that way if you want to believe it. There's two sides of the ball, though, and the defense struggled, to say the least, last season. What type of turnaround are they going to have to have if IU is going bowling? We'll talk about that here in just a moment. So defensively, IU was rough last season. Gave up 448 yards per game defensively. Oh boy, 174 rushing yards per game. Just looking at these numbers are gross. I I mean, we watched it happen. We watched it play out. But looking at these numbers, it is just obvious how badly they struggled. So there needs to be a really big turnaround defensively. And I can squint. I don't even have to squint that hard to see Taven and Jalen Lucas being really good together. We talked about you don't even have to work that hard to spin it for the offensive line to be good next season. I think you have to squint hardest to see this defensive line having a notable turnaround this season. They were dead last in total offense last year. 11th in rushing yards. 14th in passing yards, giving up 274 yards per game. And they didn't get turnovers. There's a lot of parts of that that IU has to change. Turnovers are obviously such an important part to what Tom Allen preaches on the defensive side of the ball. Those takeaways haven't been there since the COVID season. Again, a lot of this is relating back to that COVID season and it might be for quite a, quite some time because that's going to be the high point this program's had in, I mean, last time they were that high, it was 30 years. Hopefully it's not another 30 years, but they haven't looked the same defensively since then. This team doesn't need to be elite defensively, and there were elite defenses under Tom Allen, top 25, top 30 defenses. They got to be much improved over last year. I think if IU's defense is much improved, it's because Andre Carter and that defensive line that got completely reworked took a huge step forward. And I think that part is certainly possible. I think this defensive line could be really good. We talked about Andre Carter, Philip Bleedy, some of the new guys on that defensive line and the potential they have uh, during an episode last week, if you guys want to go listen to that. But... I think this defensive line can be really good. The linebacking group, again, there are pieces there. Aaron Casey is there. Uh, Jacob Magnum Farrer transferred in from Stanford. 
he could be another piece to that. There's a couple transfers that came in. There are guys who played well last season. Aaron Casey was very good last season. The secondary is where there's going to be a lot, a lot of questions. And that is the hardest part for me to see there being a drastic turnaround. The secondary was bad last year. And I mentioned IU was worse than the Big Ten in passing defense. The secondary was a mess. They were all over the place. It was odd. It was disappointing because there was a lot of talent in that secondary that just wasn't good, to be quite frank. So a lot of those pieces left. IU brought in a whole lot of new people. People changed positions. Noah Pierre is going to be the Husky. Like, guys are moving all over the place. What's the end result of that going to look like? You would need quite the optimistic outlook to think that this secondary is going to have a major positive turnaround. And that's not even, like, I'm not trying to be harsh. I I just think that's realistic. Because there are so many new faces, so many guys who are going to be getting their first reps in a, a Big Ten game, in a big game period. It's going to be quite the jump for them. So this is the part where I get stuck on the most. And unless IU is embracing chaos team and going for 56 to 54 wins, there is not going to be a scenario in which they get to a bowl game that doesn't involve the defense having major improvements from last season. They can't be the worst defense in the Big Ten and IU go to a bowl game. That's just not, that's not feasible. So they were the worst defense in the Big Ten last year. What's going to lead to that turnaround? How are the Hoosiers going to get better? The defensive line, I think, will be one part of it. The secondary is going to have to be a really important part of that as well. Let me know what you guys think. Are these the three biggest things that have to go right for the Hoosiers to make a bowl game this season? Do you think something else has to be better? Let me know in the comments below. Again, we'll do this for basketball next week. So thanks as always, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We'll do men's basketball on Monday. Maybe do a women's basketball if you guys like this concept on Wednesday. Let me know in the comments below. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. You guys know how much that helps us. Most importantly, I hope everybody has a great Friday as you head into the weekend. And as always, LEO.